Hello and welcome to the AMA Update video and podcast. Today we're talking about misinformation and how technology and other solutions can help physicians address it. Here with me today in our Chicago studio is Dr. Gita Nayar, a nationally recognized leader in healthcare information technology and author of the upcoming book, Dead Wrong, Diagnosing and Treating Healthcare's Misinformation Illness, which is gonna be out this fall. I'm Todd Unger, AMA's Chief Experience Officer in Chicago. Dr. Nair, welcome. I'll just say, you like to go by Dr. G, so we'll, we'll switch from here. Well, I think you're the only one who can actually say my name, Todd, so thank you for that. <laughs> thank you for having me. So, since we last talked, you have been doing a lot of research and uh, work looking at this, uh, the threat of misinformation. We've had a lot of folks on the AMA Update talking about this and just how difficult this makes life for doctors. I am curious, just to start things off, what have you found uh, in your research and what are you gonna be talking about in your book? Well, thank you for asking again. Look, the reality is misinformation has been around forever. I know we all think of it as a pandemic-related issue and it very much got weaponized and politicized during COVID, but the reality is it's been around forever, whether you're talking about diabetes, HIV AIDS, weight loss, and so I essentially go through stories in the book and we talk about the ever-presence of misinformation and how to combat it. But I don't remember, I mean, you said it's been weaponized and uh, that it existed before, but not to this degree that we're seeing right now. What do you think accounts for that, just that magnification of it? Well, I think a couple of things. One, we have tools that have now made it so easy to propagate really, really bad characters, right? Whether it's social media, whether it's artificial intelligence, and whether we're talking about a captive audience that's stuck on some of these channels, right? Often we have constituents that are only on those channels and very rarely can you actually talk to a doctor, get access to a doctor. Have you tried to make a doctor's appointment anytime recently? It's like three to six months to talk to a doctor. So in the absence of that, in the absence of a true healthcare expert to follow, the noise has become louder for those anti-science folks. And what impact are you seeing on physicians? Well, it's certainly a contributor to burnout. It's certainly a contributor to the sentiments around science and the profession. And look, the reality is physicians are left to clean it up. They're, they're left to educate people on prevention, vaccines, the importance of masks, all the things we saw through the pandemic, but continue to see in other facets of healthcare like diabetes, cancer, and just basic, basic primary care. So we'll just add fighting misinformation onto the list of all the other things that physicians have to do. Not quite enough. Um, it's hard, but you know, the, the difference is if we can use some of these technologies and tools to empower the physician. So if you look at organizations like the Cleveland Clinic, which I actually discuss in the book, their head of marketing and communications actually highlights how he took human-centered stories scaled them at the enterprise level, used social media, used marketing communications, and actually drove patient acquisition, retention, and brand loyalty, but really using the voice of his own physicians and staff in a way that was accessible and relatable. And we just don't see that every day in healthcare. So interesting. Uh, just, you know, we talk a lot about storytelling and marketing, of course, and uh, such a role for that to play uh, when we think about uh, communicating with Congress, for instance, what we hear time and time again is that those stories from physicians are just so important to tell, and it's, uh, it's great to hear it being played out in, in another arena there. Look, marketing is all about pe people knowing, liking, and trusting you. 
And one of the things physicians struggle with is all three of those, right? Is one, how do you get your presence out there? If you don't have a digital presence, you don't have a presence. You have to be likable, not speak in medical ease. You have to speak in plain, simple language and be reachable, be approachable. And people have to trust you. This all goes back to being very personable. Very, very much people are looking for that trusted relationship when they're vulnerable. And look, every doctor doesn't have to do this, but they do have to partner with their marketing people. They have to partner at the enterprise level because if physicians don't do this, no one else will lead this. No one else will combat misinformation. The physician is the natural leader here. Curated from more than 3,000 major newspapers, magazines, and journals, the AMA Morning Rounds newsletter delivers the top stories in healthcare right to your inbox Monday through Friday. Subscribe today and check out all the AMA's free newsletters at ama-assn.org slash myinbox. That's ama-assn.org slash myinbox. Now, you've had uh, a high-level view of the technology space uh, related to healthcare. You're former chief medical officer at Salesforce, very prominent speaker, uh, talk a lot about AI. When you think about the tools now that physicians have to work with to combat misinformation, what is the role of technology, both good and bad, in doing that? So just like a hammer, right? You can build stuff or you can break stuff. And so we have to think about artificial intelligence in the same way. There is so much opportunity to do amazing things, get mass communication out there, anticipate questions, answer questions directly in, in, a, in an equitable way, in a, in a way that is racially sensitive. If we implement AI in all the right ways, it can be a real tool to combat misinformation. But if we don't, then this can become a very dangerous weapon and can actually propagate misinformation. How do we, how do we solve that? Well, I think we have to work collectively. I think we have to watch AI. We have to understand it. There's still a lot that we don't understand. So where it really goes from here is important for us as industry leaders to weigh in. I would hope the AMA is going to be part of the story here in terms of regulations and the ethical uses of AI. But it's very important that we have medical oversight and medical leadership because there really are a lot of ethical issues that we don't even understand yet. So finding that right balance, finding that right way to lead with physicians and not just throw technology at physicians, which is what we've done to date, particularly with EHRs. Absolutely, and not a, not a great uh, outcome on that front. It's taken a long time to, to work toward a better solution. I'm curious, in, uh, in your book writing, what has surprised you about the topic that you've been uh, writing about? You know, what's, what's, what's not surprising and surprising all at the same time is, is the humanity the connection of humanity, what moves people, what motivates people, what captivates people, goes back to that know, like, trust. When, when a consumer finds someone they know, like, and trust, it doesn't matter if it's their hairdresser, doesn't matter if it's their mechanic, doesn't matter if it's Dr. John Doe, they are loyal forever. And so how do we as healthcare do that? How do we ensure that people know, like, and trust their physicians at mass scale and make science relatable and cool again because somehow science got a bad rap. And we have to understand that we have to simply communicate 
and compel people. Any of the stories that you're telling in there that kind of gets to a great example of how we can do that? Oh my goodness, there's so many. You'll have to bring me back for I'd another episode. <laughs> but again, we really share stories. We share stories from Dr. Peter Hotez, Megan Rainey, Adrian Boise, myself, and, and we find that the journeys are all very similar. We have stories from Carla Denise Edwards. I mean, we've really brought in all aspects from different geographies, different racial biases, and just different spectrums of healthcare leadership from, from media doctors to Dr. Boise who led patient experience at Cleveland Clinic. And so it's just really interesting to see it all leads back to the same thing, which is the humanity of medicine and how technology can either empower that or hold it back. That's so interesting. Dr. Hotez, of course, been a, a frequent visitor uh, on the AMA update, and we've heard you know many of his stories about what he's gone through in terms of anti-science aggression. You both have books coming out right around the same time, so that's we uh, do. But I don't have the same bow tie. <laughs> he, he's got like really cool bow ties. That's what. Oh, <laughs> we did provide that for him. Uh, one of his bow ties, at least. Um, I'm, I'm curious. I want to go back to just something you mentioned before too uh, about this word marketing. Uh, and when it comes to uh, physicians, probably not kind of front of mind. I think, uh, you know, you think maybe there's a marketing problem to be solved here with uh, physicians. How does that play out? Well, first of all, to physicians, marketing is a bad word, and it shouldn't be, right? Marketing is how we combat misinformation. I say it's patient education, not marketing, but it's all connected, right? And prior to the pandemic, marketing was really, hey, we're on the corner of 7th and 5th, we're open 24-7, we've got virtual services, but now marketing is patient education, and it really is building patient acquisition, retention and brand loyalty. And if you're not doing it, believe me, the retailer down the street is, the doctor down the street is, or the chiropractor or the PA, because in the absence of physicians, we are in a shortage issue right now. We have a burnout issue. In the absence of physician leadership in this space, there's other noise. There's so much other noise from so many other people. And they're taking your patients and they're keeping them. And that may not be the best thing for patient care because we know that outcomes are driven by informed, educated patients that see the same primary care doctor or specialist over time. And that's what drives health. That's what ultimately drives outcomes. So really eager to read your book. Do you want to give in a, one more shout out to it? Thank you. The book is called Dead Wrong. It is not an Agatha Christie novel. It is about <laughs> diagnosing misinformation and disinformation. And I, I hope every healthcare leader out there reads it and is inspired and does something about it. Uh, so, so inspiring to have you, and I can't wait to read your book. Thanks for dropping by the AMA studio. Uh, that's it for today's AMA update. We'll be back with another segment soon. In the meantime, you can find all our videos and podcasts at ama-assn.org slash podcasts. Thanks for joining us today. Please take care. <laughs>